All right, Illinois basketball still unhealthy, still bothered by injuries, can't get full. But there's one guy who's kind of been there through it all. Yeah, DeMonte Williams is holding this thing together for Illinois. He's playing the point. He's you know being, been the best defender. Uh, they need him to avoid this flu bug. That's Scott Ritchie. He's back after a two-week break for Inside Illini Basketball. He'll tell you about his most important Illini. He'll tell you about recruits. He'll tell you about scheduling. He'll tell you about maybe a trophy game down the road. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, welcome back. It's a beautiful Monday morning again, Scott Ritchie. I've missed you. It's been two weeks. Yeah, it's travel and basketball on Monday nights. So I'm blaming Brad Underwood is what I'm doing. Well, he didn't schedule the Gavit games or the Hall of Fame Classic. So, I mean, in a way, no. But yeah, it's good to be back in the podcast booth. I, I've heard from listeners. They're like, where have you been? I was like, well, you know, I got to go to these games. And that makes recording difficult when none of us are in the same location. But... You know, although there is a game tonight, if you're listening to this Monday, um, mm-hmm. it's at State Farm Center, and it's at 8 o'clock, so there's plenty of time to get this done today. That is Scott Ritchie. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. Ed, Ed Bond is our executive producer. Uh, we have taken the last two Mondays off. Let's tell the truth. Ritchie was holding out for more money. He was. Uh, he vowed not to, not to do the podcast until... Uh, I've shifted from bush light to Corona, which I did. I reached deep into my pocketbook. I wouldn't even you know, make that request. I just, <laughs> I should hold out just for all of the bush light that I've been promised. One day, one day, Scott Ritchie, this is inside a line of basketball. Ed Bond waving violently also wants beer, apparently. So I have to, I'll have to buy a 12 pack now. Well, that'd be good for one of us. <laughs> it is Monday. It is the Notre Dame game. Uh, I think there are going to be enough Illinois players to suit up. We won't talk about that much because uh, it will lose some of its luster. But, man, this is when does this season start to stabilize, Scott Ritchie? When, do, when does the roster become full for once? I have no idea. And you know, Brad Underwood doesn't know as well. And that's mostly they'll, they'll get through the flu bug that's kind of ripped through the team right now. Uh, I mean, the – the bigger questions are, you know, Trent Frazier and Andre Curbelo. And, you know, Trent you know, injured his 
you know, left knee. We assume we're not we haven't been. This is lower body, but it, it's his knee because you know, Brett Underwood said it wasn't an ACL, so you're not checking for an ACL if it's not a knee injury. And you know, Demonte Williams called it a bone bruise, so we got some more information from uh, Doctor Trent's yeah Trent's super senior partner, um, but just his return from that injury is sort of a day-to-day thing and it's mostly you know, they see what Trent can do we'll say you know on Sunday at practice and then it's really dictated you know what he does next by how he recovers and if there's soreness or swelling or stiffness in the knee so you know the a full healthy Illinois roster is dependent on that and then Andre Corbello who's status has sort of been undetermined um haven't really got a lot of clarity on what's troubling him right now other than you know Brad Underwood did say after the Hall of Fame classic that he was dealing with some head trauma sort of related to the concussion that he suffered in the first exhibition game they kind of backtracked on that said it wasn't that but um you know Andre Cabell is going through some some therapy on his neck uh, he they're you know doing a cupping therapy which is I it's hard to explain what that is but if you see, you, if you look at the back of Andre Cabell's neck, he's got a bunch of you know, circular welts, and it's they're trying to like, increase you know, blood flow to that area. I'm not a doctor, but that one can only assume is maybe post concussion type deal. Um, and you know, I know uh, during the Kansas State game, you know, you know, Paul Schmidt, the athletic trainer, like got him an ice pack to put on his neck as he was out, and it just seems like his energy has been low. Wasn't that game? Just he just couldn't go anymore, and he tried. He kept trying to go back in the game, and then it's like just couldn't make it happen until those two guys are figured out with you know their 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 injury issues. Always going to be shorthanded, and those are like two of the best three players on the team. So that's a a tough way to be shorthanded. All right, uh, and the schedule is uh, getting more interesting by the day. Of course, Rutgers, the Big Ten opener, your Rutgers team, I should say, Richie. I mean, after uh, how, they after how they, they doing top ten after these days? they lost to DePaul, um, and then also Lafayette and UMass. Holy cow, uh, I'm loath to call them my Rutgers. Yeah, I still like Steve Peichel, but man, he's going through it right now. I tried to tell you this last year, you didn't listen. They were an NCAA tournament team last year. Yeah, it was a fraud. I, well, they, I think they lost in the first round. Uh, well, who didn't in the Big Ten? Uh, but. I'd forgotten that they lost at home to Lafayette, yeah. and that's uh, <laughs> that's a bad loss. Um, but so, I mean, they've got you know Ron Harper Jr. That's my guy. Yeah. Steve Peichel's a good coach, so it, it's tough. Notre Dame in the Monday game, Rutgers and Iowa. Iowa's hasn't played anybody, but they've won all their games. Okay. And Keegan Murray's looking mm-hmm. like you know the the actual sophomore breakout in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Then Arizona. It's a ranked Arizona. Now there, it's a tough run coming yeah. up. All right, so you need them healthy. Um, let's go good news. It's good news Monday. All right, I don't want to talk about the flu bug or, or injuries anymore. Okay. Um, what else is there? Well, there's Kofi. Oh, let's go like that. Bob Osmussen, who does a wonderful job with his buzzer beaters. Hope you've had a chance to check that out. About an hour after every game, he'll, uh, he'll weigh in. Is an hour after every game instant thoughts, as he calls them? Instant um, kind of thoughts. Instant adjacent. Okay, yes. Anyway, he, he brought up an interesting point after seeing Kofi go off on Friday night against that team from Texas. 
is Dave Downey's single-game scoring record in jeopardy? Your answer is what? 53 points. Uh, No, I don't think so. I mean, that's... He's got to think, like, only Brandon Paul's really gotten close mm-hmm. since Dave set that record back in the 60s. Um, that's a, it's a tough nut to crack. And, I mean, based on the way Kofi played Friday against you know, UT Rio Grande Valley, I mean, got 38, but unless it was DeMonte Williams or Benjamin Boswell or Don getting the ball, like, they couldn't get him the ball. Like, that'll be his issue because Kofi's not going to create shots for himself. Most likely. I mean, he relies on his teammates to get him the ball, and we'll see if they can do that enough. But 53 points, that's a lot. All right. The Bulls have the Jordan rules. Why doesn't Coach Underwood make these the Kofi rules and say, hey, he's got to touch it every time. Let's try to get him to 53. Yeah, I mean, they did that, and then you know, guys that are, in theory, good passers, Coleman Hawkins, Austin, Austin Hutcherson's, like they just threw it to the other team. I mean, they were trying to get Kofi the ball and couldn't. So that's the intent is there. The execution has been a bit more hit or miss. But I, I still think I mean, 53 is just that's a lot right. in a single game. And it's kind of funny, like, Dave Downey had that huge game, and then he was a good scorer, but he, he, even he didn't, like, approach that number ever again. Fun fact, here at our new location on Fox Drive, bumps into the Downey group. Uh, founded by Dave Downey. His physical building is a stone's throw. Richie can hit it with a stone. Yeah, I don't My arm, we'll see. It's not what it used to be. All right, more on the, well, all right, let's end the good news. Uh, AP Top 25 came out this morning, Monday morning. Scott Richie, a voting member who had Illinois at number five to start this season. Now you're telling me they're not ranked. Yeah, although, I mean, this is sort of, you know, Good bad news because Illinois is not ranked, but they are the top team among other teams receiving votes. So nominally number twenty six in the country. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't vote for them this week. Um, yeah, they lost by twenty to Cincinnati, and it was an the game was not competitive for thirty two minutes, except for Cincinnati. They competed pretty hard, and you know K State. It's uh, Illinois needed that win. It's not a great win. Um, UT Rio Grande Valley, I mean, only won by nine. Almost, honestly, almost lost that game. You, you could say uh, that's not great. And then the kicker, and it matters a little bit, but the Cincinnati team that beat Illinois by twenty left Kansas City, turned around, played at home against Monmouth, and lost. Now I'm a huge King Rice fan, former North Carolina mm-hmm. standout. You coach. Are. Was an assistant coach at ISU during their heyday. So right. when I was young, that's left an impression. Um, and that's a decent team in the MAC, but that's the MAC with two A's. So uh, not a great look. MAC. So, yeah, um, I'll let you sound like a goat. <laughs> um, so it's just, and Illinois is just it's Illinois is not playing great basketball either. I mean, I think they have the talent. And the team to be, you know, among the top twenty-five in the country, but they're not playing like it right now, and that's that's what matters. All right. So if you're upset that Illinois is not in the AP top twenty-five, it is Scott Ritchie's fault. Had he put him in the poll, it probably would have kept him in there. 
not just me, because there's a 40-point difference between Seton Hall at 25 okay. and Illinois at nominally 26. So I contributed to that, you could say, and that would be correct. But it just wasn't my fault. Um, not that logic and reason have much to do with people's reactions to where their team is ranked or not ranked. All right, Scott Ritchie, uh, he's our guy. He'll be on hand uh, every game the, the rest of the way. How was your traveling? Is it Does Illinois, the fans travel well still, right? Yeah, I mean, in Kansas City, there was a majority Illinois fans. Um, they were, uh, it's, again, after last year, like where fans didn't, they were like, limited opportunities to see the team in person only in Indianapolis for the Big Ten and Subway tournaments. Like, fans are excited to see this team. Um, they weren't thrilled based on the the emails I got, the, the social media posts I saw after the Cincinnati game, but they still showed up the next night for, for K-State. And I think some of them only showed up to boo Mark Smith literally every time he touched the ball, mm-hmm. which... I mean, get over it, maybe. Like, Mark hasn't played at Illinois in four years, and, like, he left, and so what? I get, my personal statute of limitations is 10 years Turn, with I, Boeing. I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I can understand booing him when he's introduced in the starting lineup because that's what happened, you know, bragging rights games the last three years. But, like, every time he touched the ball, it just got to the point where I was like, what are you doing? And it's not like Mark's played great since leaving Illinois. When he's played Illinois, like he averaged like three points and four rebounds in three Bragg and Rice games, and then you know he didn't do much of anything for K State. So I don't know, just maybe it's time to forget All right, about my, Mark Smith. My lasting memory of Mark Smith is your fine photograph of him with uh, Coach Hanson. Yeah, that's uh, a good photo. Ranks number two on the Scott Ritchie photo list behind the I.O. committing to Illinois photo. That'll probably be my the best right, photo I've, I've taken ever. There'll be a lot of chances, hopefully, that to top that this year. I've enjoyed your video coverage after football games. Yeah, I saw you had video of the uh, Land of Lincoln trophy being par- uh, paraded around Zupke Field. Yeah, and like every player that could get their hands on it, putting it on their head. That's what you do with a hat. It's a heavy hat. Yeah. Strong it. football players, though. Yeah. Well, even, like, Owen Carney, like, eventually handed it off because he'd <laughs> carted it around the whole field. He's like, all right, I'm done. Question about that. Why aren't, there in, why aren't there trophy games in basketball? Come on, Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, just because they're – Let's do it. They play – I mean, sometimes play twice a year. I mean, you'd be – but I don't know. Tonight could be the LaFonso Ellis trophy. Right, <laughs> Notre Dame star who's hated by Illinois fans for his involvement in some recruiting scandals. Yeah, I mean, Alfonso right. Ellis Digger Phelps Trophy, perfect memorial trophy. I think we should do it. Anyway, hey, it's the Thanksgiving time of year, which means high school basketball in in these parts is hot and heavy. That included a bunch of Illinois uh, either targets or recruits uh, over the weekend. I know we went over and covered uh, Thornton. When they were in Decatur for an upcoming story. Yeah, and unfortunately that game was on Tuesday night. I was still in Kansas City, so Colin Likas went over to Decatur um, to see Ty Rogers. And I mean, saw 
a good game. I think Ty maybe played two full quarters and <laughs> like just had a, a huge night against uh, Decatur Eisenhower. Um, then St. Rita played really well at the Washington Tournament of Champions. Uh, let's see, that's a, actually now the Kevin Brown Memorial Washington Tournament yeah. of Champions. Why is that? Uh, uh, Kevin Brown was Washington's coach, and he died uh, a couple years ago. Okay. So they renamed the tournament after him. Um, and kind of the big game this week, though, you know, post the high school version of Feast Week, uh, Saturday um, at the Chicago Elite Classic, it's going to be St. Rita versus Thornton. So, Merez Johnson, who's committed to Illinois in the class of 2024, plus James Brown, Jaden Reyna, Melvin Bell. Melvin Bell, freshman at St. Rita, I had at least one 30-point game in Washington, uh, showing out real hard in his high school debut, but... So St. Rita against Ty Rogers, um, be an interesting game for sure. Uh, trying to think, other Illinois targets like Jaden Epps. I mean, doesn't play in Illinois, obviously, but and he started his season a little earlier down in North Carolina, but just keeps putting up thirty-point games, like one after the other. So, and then sincere Harris, just, season's just getting started in Ohio as well. Uh, plays St. Vincent St. Mary. Got a huge game coming up. I think early December. Um, gonna play Sierra Canyon, uh, the I guess arguably the top team in California. Uh, Bronny James plays for Sierra Canyon, uh, so it'll be LeBron James's son playing against LeBron James's uh, alma mater. Uh, big game though for Sincere Harrison for St. Vincent St. Mary. All right, when Ty Rogers made the uh, transfer from Michigan to Thornton, the first words out of your mouth, your bearded mouth, was. There's our new leader for player of the year. Where are we at with that? Well, um, we're a week into the season. I know, so. but I'm just following up. I mean, don't get smart with me, Richie. Ty Rogers is playing well enough that he's maybe still the leader. I mean, it's a interesting scenario because there are some guys that would have been in contention that for uh, left the state. You know, JJ Taylor, you know, went from Kenwood to Donda Academy to go play for Kanye West in a way. Still a strange thing to say out loud. Um, Cam Kraft, who was at Buffalo Grove, um, had a really good year last year. He's headed to Xavier. He left the state. He went to a prep school in Georgia. But I think right now you got to look at Ty Rogers, certainly. You know, Jaden Shute from Yorkville Christian headed to Duke. I think he's definitely going to be a contender. Uh, Braden Huff at... I always mix these up. I think Glenbard West. I can never get the Glenbards and the Glenbrooks and all those straight sometimes. Like, he's headed to Gonzaga. He'll be a contender. Um, just based on his, like, per 32 numbers last year. Because he only played about, like, 20 minutes a game and put up ridiculous stats. Um, so those three, yeah, those are three seniors. Um, and, some, and, like, there's really good underclassmen in the state. And we've gone that route before. You don't have to be a senior to be a news because I'll say player of the year. All right, I missed the shootout at the hall already. Uh, I think it's time to, like a trophy game for basketball, I think we need to bring that back, uh, especially with the finals taking place in Champaign again. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there some NCAA rule yeah, about playing? Rules, uh, rules, rules. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not even sure if that's still a rule. I'm, I, I imagine the NCAA, you know, given reason to find a problem with something, will find a problem with something. But, yeah, that was, a f- that was fun. Yeah, I don't. I was not here for those, but I mean, looking back at all the matchups, all the players that played mm-hmm. when it was Assembly Hall. Um, 
Can't wait Good for stuff. the finals to get to town. I was not thrilled to see the football games in DeKalb. No offense to Northern Illinois. Saw who's the quarterback from Northern, the old Michigan State guy, Rocky Lombardi. Yeah. He had an interesting tweet over the weekend when uh, Illinois claimed that it was state champs after beating Northwestern, of all people, the Northern Illinois quarterback on a pretty good team. Decent team, yeah. When all uh, Will Farrell on us said, um, you know, it doesn't make much sense, basically. I'm, I'm <laughs> interpreting his tweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the other Huskies have a valid point there. I mean, okay. they didn't play, I don't think they didn't play either in Northwestern or Illinois. And, like, those games will honestly never be scheduled. Right. Um, in basketball, I'm, I was long winding to a point here. What is the status with Illinois maybe scheduling some in-state schools down the road? Depends on the in-state school. All right. I mean, it's. I don't think it'll ever be Bradley or ISU or Loyola. Teams... Or Loyola or... I, r- really? I think it's Illinois State. I mean... Bradley? I, they used to play them back in the day. Yeah, I, I was at the last game between Illinois State and Illinois in Champaign. I was senior in high school. I think that was... Which the, year? Just the one year I was a senior okay. in high school. But, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the year that, um, was that the year that Illinois made the national championship game? I can't remember. It might have been the year after. No. Oh, four or five. Anyway, I'd like anyway, to Anyway, I was there. Yeah. It was, and Illinois State took him to overtime. Marcus Arnold almost beat Illinois. And then I guess if you can't beat him, you join him. Sure. Because he did. But that... Illinois has more to lose, sure. Than but than win with that is that still the case? You think? I mean, I mean the way ISU is playing right now. No, no, I just don't. I, I'm but I like don't buy you know, that I know Brad anymore. Underwood and Brian Wardell at Bradley like they're friendly. So I just here here's just why I, you just don't see it. Here's happening. why I would do it just on the heels of last year's NCAA shocker. You know, that's when you don't want to lose to an in-state school. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> that makes a December loss to Bradley feel like nothing. Yeah. Of well, Illinois. Should there ever be a December loss to Bradley, Illinois fans would lose their collective mind. Yeah, just for a couple of days, then they'd move on and get over it. It wouldn't be as as wouldn't as, linger as long as right. Loyola has. And that thing still is lingering. It's still there. Oh yeah, it's people going to be there for a long. People time. bring it up to me now. Still, I know. That way, you're not the anyway. Schedule them. That's what I want to see. Okay, make that. Ha- can you make that happen? Can you text Coach Underwood and say, "Make this happen." Well, I can. There's multiple parts of that statement. I can text Coach Underwood. Sure, I don't know that I would demand anything. That's maybe not not how our relationship works. But and there's the way that he likes to schedule. There's a limited number of games available, especially when you consider Big Ten ACC gavit games, uh, a Thanksgiving tournament, quote unquote, you know, of some sort. There's about five non-conference games to schedule every year. And I just, I just don't know. I don't see it happening, but I suppose I'll never say never. All right. Uh, again, Illinois out of the top 25, but if you watched a couple games last week, which I had the chance to do late at night, there is a, I would say, a gap 
not only between Illinois, but a bunch of top 25 teams and maybe the top tier, specifically Gonzaga, which has a loss, right? Who's number one this week? Duke is number one. Duke is number one. I wasn't as impressed with Duke. I know they won, uh, but I still see Gonzaga with a, uh, just an unlimited potential. Yeah, they're really good, and they actually slipped the third this week. Uh, someone still voted for them number one. One voter did. Uh, Purdue jumped up to second, mm-hmm. nine votes. I agree. I mean, I, I had my ballot was Duke Gonzaga Purdue because just because Gonzaga lost doesn't mean like okay, it's not right. the end of the world. And they played really well. Uh, but yeah, Duke. I'm curious how that game would have gone if Paolo Bancaro didn't have like cramping issues in the second half because he was really good in the first half, which I didn't get a chance to see at all because Illinois was playing. But um, yeah, Gonzaga just has so many guys that are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke's got some talent. And Purdue, um, turns out, best team in the Big Ten right now. Right. And it's not, um, it's not even a question or a competition. They're better than everybody else right now. Um, that's kind of the – I would still say Duke Gonzaga is like the tippy-top tier. Then I'd put Purdue, Baylor, maybe UCLA in the next – level and then it's been a kind of chaotic first three ish weeks of the college basketball season lots of upsets i mean you got iona beating alabama you know rick patino doing some things again you know dayton beat kansas just a a lot happening out there iowa state took down two top 25 teams last week and they got ranked. Like I ranked them, I maybe wind up ranking them higher than anybody else. Because I mean, they went two and twenty-two last year. I think now they've undefeated with two top twenty-five wins. All right, if you had to uh, rank your Big Ten again, head into the uh, Big Ten portion of the season, Michigan's got some problems that I don't know if they can be fixed. Uh, their freshmen might not be as good as uh, advertised. Well, they're, they're also freshmen. I mean, that's it's tough for them. Illinois has some problems that might be able to get fixed once they get whole and full. Yeah, just the win of that happening is the big question. Ohio State? I think Mm -hmm. Ohio State is kind of what I thought they'd be. Okay. They don't have the guards right now, but EJ Liddell, still pretty good. Um, Has somebody else crept into that that top tier in, in your mind in the Big Ten? I mean... It's not Iowa, I don't think, because I, I need to see them play literally anybody. Because right now their best win, like they've only played at home too, but their best win is UMKC. And like Billy Donlin, doing a good job with the Ruse. It's not a great win, not yet. Um, I think I've been higher on Indiana than some people. Like I'm ranking them now, and okay. I ranked them to start the year because I thought, you yeah, know, they've got a good team. And another team that needs to – they beat St. John's, still needs to play some some tougher competition. Um, Wisconsin, I don't know. I mean, they got the Maui bump, technical Maui bump, I guess, because they played in Las Vegas. But they won that and are ranked now. Um, I'm not sold on them yet. But – so it's probably Indiana. Maybe Michigan State's been okay. Okay. But I think Indiana's – a better team than they're getting credit for right now. 
Can't wait for next season, uh, Illinois going to Las Vegas. That has turned into quite a town. And someone made this point, I think it was Coach K, said Las Vegas is like the mecca of college basketball. And it's such a fun place for a fan to watch, thus creates a great atmosphere for players to play. Yeah, and there, I mean, there are so many different events happening in Vegas over Feast Week. And, you know, they got the Maui Invitational just because, you know, the restrictions in Hawaii are still tougher. And it's like, might wind up getting stuck in Hawaii. Yeah, stuck in Hawaii for a couple weeks doesn't sound terrible. One word, sharks. Well, I suppose, sure. Uh, but there wasn't a great crowd that you could see on TV from Mau- the Maui Invite. Mostly because it was the weakest Maui field in a long time, but like Duke Gonzaga, that place was pa- the T-Mobile Center was packed. Mm-hmm. T-Mobile Arena, excuse me, was packed. Um, like good teams go play there. There should be, I don't. I mean, could you imagine like Final Four? It's time. in Vegas. It's time. So, what three things have we learned in this podcast? This return to podcast. We've learned that we need the Final Four in Vegas. We need Illinois to play Bradley or Illinois State. Southern Illinois, even. Southern's been all right. Loyola. I mean, schedule Loyola. And we need a trophy game. Those three things. Hey, before I let you go, Scott Ritchie, uh, back to your pregame nap like all the pros do. Well, I've definitely got one scheduled. It's an 8 p.m. tip, <laughs> so I need to be at peak form. Uh, rank the uh, top three Illini. Um I need to know. This will be our first in-season ranking, I do believe, since you since you held out of the previous two podcasts. Yeah, then here I am back with no concessions. Um, I mean, ranking the top three of Illini right now is super difficult. Now, Kofi Coburn's number one. That's the easy one. Alfonso Plummer, number two. Then third, like, I guess I go Demonte Williams because he's been thrust back into the point guard role and – he had some. He wasn't great against Jackson State, but he did, he was fine. But you know, an eight to zero assisted turnover ratio against UTRGV was elite, and he's going to have to play the point again. So, and he's like, at this point, best defender, toughest dude still left on the team. MVP sounds like. Well, Kofi's the, and it's. Because he's only has, played... Has Kofi played all the games? No. All right, not, so who's your MVP? Kofi Coburn. Because uh, he's, play, he's played three of six, but because of that, wow. he's not showing up in like the national leaders list. He's the top scorer in the country right now. 38 points in one game will do that for you. But, uh, yeah, it's Kofi. Like, take Kofi out of the equation again, and uh, Illinois, I mean, that'd be... like Take Kofi out right now, I don't know what Illinois does. I don't know how they compete they need Kofi I like Peoria Manual so that's why I'm I'm protecting DeMonte's reputation here I'm not no you don't like smirching his reputation you're from Eureka you have a you have a bias against Manual I really don't I like I grew up watching his dad and Sergio and Marcus win all those state titles which is crazy to think that like when I was growing up I was watching DeMonte's dad play high school basketball you are old Scott Ritchie. Turns out. Yes, it does. That's thus the nap before the big game tonight. All right, follow along with Ritchie every game, com or 6 a.m. every day for like a decade now. Seems good like mo- it. 
Good Morning Illini Nation. It's spectacular stuff that's better than coffee in the morning. All right. We'll see if Richie has the Illini ranked after two more wins this week. Uh, check back next Monday. Thanks for joining us.